Not only the days, but life itself lengthens in summer. I would spread abroad my arms and gather more of it to me, could I do so. From the English naturalist Richard Jeffries, 1848 to 1887. Good morning, everyone. I'm Rob McCall. This is the Awanajo Almanac, devoted to feeling at home in nature and breaking down the wall of hostility between us and the rest of creation. This is the Almanac for August 18th to 25th, 2017, the new lobster moon. And here are some natural events for this quarter moon. Walking along the multilithic beach at our Cobbscook Bay Field Station, we came upon a large charred circle of slate gravel below the high tide line. At its center were blackened rocks, cracked and crazed by great heat. Around this was a larger circle of ashen gray gravel, and around that was a third ring of rust to pale orange, scorched shale that faded off into the shiny slate gray of the unburned beach. Not a meteor strike, not an alien touchdown, but the mark of a huge brush and driftwood fire we built on the beach not too long ago. The ash and charred wood from that conflagration had been washed away by the tides, leaving only this circular image of intense heat. It looked like a benign Andy Goldsworthy construction, or, more ominously, the destruction of Hiroshima and Nagasaki on the anniversary of the day 72 years ago, when we became the only nation so far to use nuclear weapons against civilians. Meanwhile, here we're feeling the real heat of an old-fashioned summer, like the endless summers of childhood sliding so slowly away around mid-August on sinister notices of back-to-school bargains at the 5 and 10 and sales on pencils, notebooks, and lunchboxes. The heat and humidity of the past several weeks, with the occasional steamy thunder showers on simmering stones and streets, have finally warmed us like a sweaty summer sauna, driving out the accumulated chill of winter's past and draping distant ridges and hills in a warm fog till they seem so soft and far off. The last lone crystal of ice has melted from the marrow of our bones and we're warmed all through. The water of the ponds feels like a bath, and even the water of the bays has less startling chill as it stings with every salt cut or scrape. We slow down, we swelter, and we love it. Here's a field and forest report. Black-eyed Susans are showing their faces sunward in orange swards in the fields. Queen Anne's lace adds its delicate decoration. Shocking pink fireweed is blooming to the point of its steepled stalks and putting out its thin red seed pods below. Raspberries squish soft and sweet on the tongue, leaving seeds between the teeth to be teased out and eaten at our ease. Blackberries bulge. On blueberry barrens, rakers labor away, swinging their tines behind lines of white twine. Apples are sizing up and, like us, showing some red on their sunny shoulders. In the morning, dewy gossamer webs of Agelina nivea are spread out over the stubble now that the haying and mowing are nearly done. Here's a saltwater report. 
Just below the surface, mackerel are fleeting and flashing silver flanks to the sun. Mackerel fishers line the docks and breakwaters, casting again and again. Gulls, terns, and cormorants throw back their heads as their catch slides slick down their throats. Sandpipers and yellow legs strut along the shores, raising their feet as off a hot sidewalk, and then fly away all piping together in squadrons skimming over the waves. Sweet, hot, moist summer, wondrous summer. Critters of the Week this week, Time Magazine reports, though only a decade ago scientists were arguing over whether animals had feelings, researchers at the University of Colorado and UCLA and other places are now declaring that the argument is pretty much over. To quote, Dogs, chimps, hyenas, monkeys, dolphins, birds, and even rats possess not just raw emotions, but also envy, empathy, altruism, and a sense of fairness. Hey, Rover, did you hear that? And finally, here's a seed pod for you to carry around with you this week from the American author and naturalist Edward Abbey. It's a foolish, simple-minded rationalism which denies emotion to animals. It seems to me possible, even probable, that many of the non-human, undomesticated animals experience emotions unknown to us. What do the coyotes mean when they yodel at the moon? What are the dolphins trying so patiently to tell us? That's the almanac for this quarter moon, but don't take it from me. Go out and see for yourself.